0: I thought it was really good.
1: Yeah, I also thought it was really good.
0: I saw it before Oppenheimer. No offense to Oppenheimer, I just thought that this was uh, more important.
1: White men are typically put first, so I wanted to see Barbie first to send that message.
0: Some parts I didn't laugh, just because I could never understand, so I listened.
1: Greta Gerwig. Greta Gerwig. Greta Gerwig. Greta Gerwig. The casting was incredible. This had a all-female star. I didn't want it to end but
0: also I know that women aren't just here for our entertainment.
1: I thought Ken was fine. Could have used a little bit less screen time.
0: Could have used more of that lady on the bench. Thought she was badass. The only part I didn't like was just that it's also true. And I hate that this is how the world is for women, but also because it is, they got to make this
1: movie, which I thought was really powerful. I'm so glad you got that. I, I, I got that too.
0: I think she's one of my favorite, the favorite, my favorite uh, directors uh, of all time alive. I also love Jane Campion and Chloe Zhao and Emerald Fennell and Steven Sp- Brunch. Hit it boys. It, girls, and we ain't playing tag. Okay. (laughs) You're the least fun fucking person I know. Are you not listening to that song?
1: No, I'm not. Yeah, no, definitely not. I don't even
0: know what song that is. I am surprised that I have done the whole Barbie Oppenheimer thing bigger and better than you. I thought that you would be all in doing it and you're just such a
1: bitch about it no, all. no, i'm not being a bitch about it at all i i uh i kind of felt like i had to take a back seat because i'm i didn't go opening night i went saturday so mm-hmm. i had to wait like a couple days so i didn't get to part i i like in- intentionally removed myself because i didn't want to like have anything spoiled or whatever so i didn't do it big until saturday but i feel like we did it pretty big on saturday. out of
0: respect for the game that's right were yeah. like
1: i'll let you all have your exactly fun. i'll do i'll do mine in i was the sixth man of barbenheimer
0: this is a big uh barbenheimer episode and i know that some people don't are getting fatigue of calling it barbenheimer or whatever i just don't know what else to call it so uh this is the barbie and oppenheimer episode episode we've seen both we're gonna have our both our full reviews of each and then we're gonna loop ellen in to get a third voice on all this and really to just kind of explore a lot of the mania that has gone with this because i can't remember a time that a everybody was going to the movies to see a movie mm-hmm. and
1: definitely b to where see everybody movies. was
0: going to the movies to see two movies right
1: and like most of them doing double features not like all right, we're going Friday, going Saturday. Most people that I knew that saw both saw them in, in like rapid succession. So mm. very excited about that. This should be out Monday at some point because, really, I feel that since
0: people started seeing this, I definitely felt the need. I saw a Barbie before it came out, and I still felt kind of late that I was like oh, everybody has everything out already and everybody's getting these takes off. So if we're throwing it at you a little before you've seen it whatever, you can hold off and just uh, listen later. But I've thought that this whole past what four or five days has been a party. I've loved seeing people on social media who I think maybe watch one movie a year be like, "I saw Barbie." I thought it was funny, and I'm like, yo, movies do be funny, yeah. <laughs> or, like, getting dressed up and doing... I agree. Ride.
1: Like, I mean, we'll talk about it, but, like, the, the the hype and, like, just, like, the event of going to the movie theater and people are dressing up and shit, like, that's, it's very cool. All right. Well, we are going to
0: now put both back-to-back. Back. We will put Barbie first as... Uh, pete explains in a reel that we hopefully have out by now and then we will put the barb the oppenheimer review sorry and then we'll come back and have a general talk about it all and if you haven't seen these and you don't want to do spoilers we'll hope to try to keep the back half of this episode light and easy and not too uh, taxing from spoiler standpoint so here is barbie <laughs> Barbie from director Greta Gerwig is a fantasy comedy based on the iconic doll from Mattel. Margot Robbie plays stereotypical Barbie who leaves Barbie land amidst an existential crisis. When Barbie and Ken learn that the real world does things differently, the race is on to either dismantle or save the patriarchy. As of this recording, it has a 90% on Rotten Tomatoes. Barbie's runtime is one hour and 54 minutes. I didn't hate this movie, but it it was a freaking mess.
1: Uh, I mean, like, I don't think it was a mess. And I think that I've I've seen your initial thoughts. And I, I think that you're being a bit harsh on it. I thought it was... Stereotypical Ken. I thought it was a pretty good movie that had its flaws. All right. What are its flaws? Because my
0: main issue is that it took a bite of maybe 100 apples when it should have really gone all the way through the few that it did really well i thought that when it was barbie and ken in barbie land trying to figure out their stuff all the barbie on barbie ken on ken interactions made me laugh and i thought that those were great and tying in the other stuff like america ferreira's character and her daughter and a lot of the la stuff i didn't need la at all Except for shout out the woman on the bench, going to make that was me great. weep. Yeah. Loved that. Wanted more of that. Saw Greta Gerwig had to fight to keep that in. Shame on you, studios. But didn't need America Ferrera and her daughter. Didn't need Will Ferrell. Could have you like I could have done a little bit of L.A. But this movie was at its best when the Barbie characters and the dolls were figuring their stuff
1: out. I agree with that, it, but I also like. Part of me wanted more of like Barbie and Ken in the real world because they like they just kind of like did the same joke over and over again in the real world. So like I kind of that's what I guess maybe based on expectations, I was expecting more of like them in the real world trying to figure things out. But it was I would say probably like two thirds of the movie is in Barbie land, which is not like a criticism because it was very campy and fun in Barbie land. I will say the like the time that it took to get to L.A. was too long. I, I think that like the first act of the movie moved a bit slow, and there was a point – like, it was fun, but there was a point where I was kind of like, okay, let's get to the point. Let's get to a plot here.
0: Yeah, basically, once they left Barbie Land, it became Bad Elf, and I really didn't like – and it, people have said – Oh, that's just because Will Ferrell is in it. No, like even before Will Ferrell was introduced, which I don't, I mean, I we all love Will Ferrell, didn't need his character at all. I thought that, and we'll get to this, all the suit stuff and the corporate stuff was just extremely heavy handed. But the running around, encountering all these things in the real world was extremely elf and just not done as well as elf because elf is one of the great goofy ass movies that you're ever going to see.
1: My biggest gripe about the real world stuff was like when they were being chased by the suits and then all of a sudden they're in the cubicles and basically like playing Pac-Man and just like, it just became super, super, super goofy.
0: I think that it's goofiness was great when, like I said, it was them contained in their own thing i thought and of course this movie is an allegory we'll hit on that in just a moment but i thought it's bizarro dudes rock elements were the best the best parts the of best. The movie. <laughs>
1: and i tweeted my big takeaway from the, from barbie is that it's a dudes rock movie so
0: like if you want it to be dudes rock bait it can't like if you go into that movie thinking like I know it's Barbie, but I wouldn't hate some Dude's Rock. It gives you some definitely bizarro Dude's Rock, and I liked any of its bizarro elements. I thought that Kate McKinnon, who, of course, has uh, been taxing on a lot of us over yes, the years. correct, yeah. Kate McKinnon, I thought, was great in this, just like she was in Super Pets. Shout out Kate McKinnon in a reduced role. I thought that she was
1: really well, good in this. It's also like... Kate McKinnon in a like normal setting being Kate McKinnon, and it's like all right, we get it. She's fucking Kate McKinnon, but this movie was so goofy and silly that like she had her place and her character was very fitting and serve like had a service to the movie. But she
0: wasn't making like her, she wasn't doing like the crazy Kate McKinnon voices and contorting her face and doing all the Kate McKinnon things. They, they were just like, yo, you're, you're gonna Barbie, look weird. who's kind of broken. <laughs> yeah. You got stuff on your face, yeah. and Kate McKinnon was like uh bet. i'm a great comedian bet let's do this <laughs> yeah. and she rocked it i thought a lot of the supporting cast uh for all intents and purposes were fine for how they were used i was disappointed in the lack of uh alexandra ship and the lack of Issa ray for sure Issa Ray wait ray- she rocked because Issa ray's
1: is always gonna rock so why was she so limited i thought I mean, no you only gotta you got only can only pass the ball around so many times
0: yeah and margot robbie uh famously attractive person uh was as noted by the movie yes was was fine in it uh Uh, i do want to push back really good i think
1: gosling and margot robbie rocked no yes
0: mar no i i thought that uh, that ryan gosling was replacement level oh that's a bad take he was great outside of the
1: isolated dudes rock stuff i thought oh that's a bad take it was He's, he's going to get nominated for like Best Supporting Actor. But it was like, what do you expect from
0: Ryan Goss? Like, like the, know, best if, if, if and seen, the best, he was the best. Have you seen, he's done the like kind of nudge and a wink, like I'm um, taking myself a little more seriously than everybody. I'm a million times better in like everything else that he's done. I thought that this was, I thought mm. he was totally, totally ordinary. Mm, and maybe disagree. that's the type of Ken that he was. Uh, let's talk about the music. Stunk the music at the the song at the end the uh Nicki Minaj Ice Spice thing yeah, yeah. favorite song in the world it's only like a minute long I couldn't Crazy believe that it. they took
1: they took that long to introduce like the Barbie song
0: yeah uh you mean Barbie uh, Barbie Girl
1: yeah whatever yeah. yeah
0: you're you might be a little did you like miss
1: Barbie Girl did Barbie Girl happen no when? no it happened in my when, okay. when I was kid
0: yeah that was a obviously huge smash I, I thought that that song was great the Dua Lipa song was very disposable, very replacement level. The Ken song, I thought, should have been there, and there should have been a big Ken Come to Jesus song, and I just think that they put it in the wrong hands. I won't bore you with the details, but Mark Ronson, who's a great producer, that that's not his sort of thing. He's not going to make that big 80s power ballad sort of song, so uh, that song could have been a lot better. Uh, when I saw who was on the soundtrack, I was like, oh, nice, we're going to get that song that's at the end the closing credits one the it girls when we ain't playing tag amazing song thought that was going to be in the movie it wasn't it was closing credits i saw that Heim was on the soundtrack it was just like pray to god is on the soundtrack but it's not in the movie so things looked great yeah i don't think I they costumes sounded are great i don't like, think they sounded amazing a lot of the jokes i feel needed to be uh, punched up but the funny jokes killed me like yeah. i had some big ass belly laughs
1: Yeah, I mean, I I think that I I got, like, uh, more chuckles than, like, belly laughs. But, uh, I mean, like, I, I do agree that some of the jokes needed to be punched up, but I thought that it was a funny movie. I think that I laughed
0: harder at it than a lot of people who liked it more than me. Because I've said that to a few people where I've said, like, the few laughs I got were big. And people were like, oh, no, I didn't get any big laughs. Everybody said they just chuckled throughout it. Yeah, I got a lot of chuckles. I thought the ad in the middle of the movie made me laugh big Oh, time. that was great. Yeah, yeah, that was hilarious. And uh, Mojo Dojo Casa House. Yes, so Love good. that. <laughs> what are they called? Uh, brewski beer?
1: Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like,
0: all of those things made me for real laugh. It's just that a lot of the time that it's spent going back towards the America Ferrera stuff, I thought, took away from here are the parts of the movie that's working. We must get to the femininity of it all and that, yes, this movie is an allegory and it's going to take on the patriarchy. I'm wondering if anybody who's taken issue with this has seen a Greta Gerwig movie. (laughs) Uh, My issue with this, with the femininity of it all, is that it was too heavy-handed and not as well-masked as Greta Gerwig will do, and it wasn't very clever in how she did it. I think that, not to speak for her, I'm assuming her goal was to get the point through to even the dumbest of people. But as a result, you lose some of the clever stuff and a lot of it being funny. Like I thought that the unbrainwashing scene initially, I thought was mocking a certain type of Twitter user. And then I was like, oh no, like they're actually doing this trite thing. The dudes playing acoustic guitars, a lot of it was just so trite. Didn't and has love been the ricochet done...
1: shot to Matchbox 20, I'll tell you that. Yeah, a lot <laughs> of it
0: has, although shout out Indigo Girls, a lot of it was just, so trite and super heavy-handed. I put it this way to a friend. This movie, for a lot of it, was a white girl with a ukulele, and I wanted her to have a knife. (laughs) I wanted her to have a gun. I wanted them to really fuck shit up, and instead it was just a kind of uh, patriarchy 101 entry-level kind of uh, very yep. first-grade sort of uh, thing. And that's what especially makes me think if you were bothered by oh, the yeah. messages in this movie, you are as soft as they come and possibly have not been alive for more than
1: 10 minutes. Yeah, I mean, like, that's it was a pretty inoffensive movie. Yes. <laughs> like yes. And, and, you know, it... it it tackles the patriarchy like in a inoffensive way like it's they the patriarchy well, the Ben Shapiro thing. doing it no definitely not but like i also think that that's like that's fine because it doesn't have to be like this big attack on the patriarchy mm. it's ju- it's just like a movie that presents Kind of both sides, like the struggle of like the like the images of like men and the images of women and like what they kind of deal with, and that's why I like the Ben Shapiro tweet is like this movie says patriarchy unironically more than ten times. It's like, yeah, because like you mean it, in one line by one but, character yeah, exactly. who just learned the word
0: patriarchy <laughs> yeah. and is excited about the word patriarchy. Look, I just did it twice in describing
1: what this person was doing. It was like it did not feel very preachy. Like it, did, it felt a little bit heavy handed. Yes, but like not preachy. Yeah, n- not preachy until I mean, once it got to the America Ferrera part, when you start doing the thing, which is but even that wasn't preachy. It was just like, yeah, we kind of know like this is been kind of regurgitated a lot. I thought when she was doing the,
0: like, we have to be smart, but not too smart, I thought that because that's a speech that's been given by uh, a bunch of people who have been, like, mocked for how trite that yeah. that line of thinking is, and I was like, oh, I, I again, I thought that. They were making fun of that, and then it was like, oh, no, they are really just trying to be as surface-level, get the message out to as many people as possible, which you do have to consider. This will be our first time in, our, in this review doing it, that a lot of children are going to be seeing this. So maybe children uh, haven't heard some which, of these things before. I think this is
1: rated PG-13. It's rated PG-13. For what? Uh,
0: they bleep out the one swear word. Marco Robbie's too hot, <laughs> and they there was a lot of discourse. This movie easily could have been PG. Yeah, I mean, it, it had again it it had very bad version of elf vibes to it and i'm pretty sure that uh, Elf was pg i'm pretty sure i'm pretty sure that elf was was pg although they burp a lot in that movie so <laughs> who knows uh okay let's do positives and negatives positives for me looked amazing uh I think that this was Greta Gerwig's most ambitious film. We'll talk about it later if you're listening to the full episode of this, but I consider this to be her reputation album, where she just took a lot of swings and they didn't all connect. But I will always respect somebody for taking as many swings as possible. Uh, what do you have for positives? I mean,
1: positive. I thought it was just very fun and campy, uh, and you know, it, it builds it builds a world, mm-hmm. and I thought that that was uh, pretty strong. Negatives, messy. Music was bad. Jokes needed punching up. Pacing wasn't amazing, especially in the, in the first third of the movie. It was a sub-two-hour movie that felt two and a half hours. Yeah, it, almost, it, it almost felt longer than
0: Oppenheimer. <laughs> my, one of my things for this general episode is these movies felt identical in how long they were. Mm-hmm. And Oppenheimer, famously,
1: is exactly three hours long. What are you giving it on Letterboxd? I gave it a four out of five. Ooh, okay. I, I saw that you said it's like a C-grade movie. I disagree. I think it's like a B-grade movie. So I always
0: have a tough time with the... I, I famously don't like doing the letterbox thing, don't like doing the scores and everything. Three out of five, to me, sounds too high. Like if I th- And I know that you say that you don't actually... Uh, equate it, it like way. scale yeah. it with the numbers because three out of five is lower than a c minus right but three out of five still seems kind of high for me
1: uh i disagree for four out of five for me i'm gonna give it a
0: three out of five that feels like i'm being generous to it christopher nolan's oppenheimer is a biographical drama with some thriller leaning about the life of J. Robert Oppenheimer, his development of the atomic bomb, and his public fall from grace over ties to the Communist Party. Powered by an outstanding cast led by Killian Murphy, this film features breasts and, as of this recording, holds a 94% on Rotten Tomatoes. Oppenheimer has a runtime of exactly three hours. What's so funny, Chuckles? This is the movie of the year. Incredible. It is in not only the movie of the year, but one of the best movies ever made. Wow. This is probably the most hyped movie I think or I can remember since uh, Top Gun Maverick. And in both cases, I went in and then came out being like, Oh my God. Yes.
1: Although Top Gun Maverick, I saw probably like four times in theaters. I don't think that I'm going to see this again in theaters, and I don't know if I'm going to see it again for a while. All
0: right, let's pull up that thread.
1: Why? Yeah, because I just think it's, well, I mean, like, it is a historical biography. It's a with some thriller
0: leanings
1: uh, with a, an in-depth character study. And those movies, like, typically aren't, like, the most rewatchable, especially when they're three hours long and they are emotionally taxing. And that this movie is all of those things. So, like, the rewatchability factor is pretty low. Let's get into why. It is so good. We're gonna talk about the cast of this movie
0: because I think that this, Peter, is really like should go down as one of the greatest casts ever. But I begin and possibly even end my praise for this movie with Ludwig Gorenson. Mm. The score of this movie keeps you locked in the absolute whole way. And I talk about the score off the top because like you are, this is a three hour movie and a biographical drama leanings that never had me looking forward to pissing or reaching for the popcorn or doing anything else.
1: You didn't didn't piss once. I have a little baby bladder. Let's get this boy a lower third. If I could ever go three hours without pissing, it's a miracle. So to do it in a movie theater during this, I was shocked that I didn't have to piss. Can I be honest with you? I did piss once, and guess what happened while I pissed? The bomb went off.
0: So fortunately, it <laughs> was. Fortunately, it wasn't the uh, the test of the bomb, yeah. which was like the big epic thing. But I did come back to them being like, "So we bombed Japan? huh? Oh no, no! Yikes!" So I didn't know. I was like, "Did they did they pull an air Michael Jordan there and just like gloss over it, or they really they really got into the meat there?" No, it kind of it happened. They what, just did it. That's so. That's what I assumed. Yeah, yeah. They, 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 because I don't pee so long that uh and I'm also side note I'm unbelievable at minimizing how much of the movie I miss while peeing. I go down, I stand, I watch for a couple minutes. We have some chuckleheads in the peanut gallery right now. <laughs> uh I stand in the little walkway thing, lurk for a minute and then sprint when I need to and come back. All told, I'm missing 90 seconds when I pee most. So, uh let's get positives and negatives and <laughs> we'll give our stories. <laughs> Anyway, uh, you're locked in this whole movie for something that really, you, you're like a biographical movie. A lot of it's black and white. Mm-hmm. You are so locked into everything. And I really do think it is because of Ludwig Göransson's score. It's very uh, Johnny Greenwood, There Will Be Blood, where you got like a lot of pedal tones with some... And you are just all oh, your. It, it, it makes it makes you feel
1: every moment. I don't. I don't know how much of it like I, I attribute to the score. You pay attention a lot more than I do when it comes to that stuff. But
0: famously, I get up and pee during the bomb, so I don't pay
1: that <laughs> good of attention. The uh, the pacing of this movie was incredible. Like just so good. And I saw it with Ellen, who's the chucklehead off screen here, and she was like literally stunned that I brought her to a three hour movie. She was like about to fight me before we walked into the theater because she didn't know it was th- three hours long. Said afterwards, even she agreed, didn't feel like a three-hour movie.
0: Yeah. Whatsoever. This is done in joint and tandem, and if you want to listen to the whole podcast, you may. Uh, With Barbie, Barbie, which is an hour 54, and Oppenheimer, which is three hours, feel the exact same length.
1: Yeah, pretty much. They
0: both feel like two and a half hours. Uh, Let's talk about the cast, though, because, as I said, this should go down as one of the great casts ever. Killian Murphy was amazing in the titular yes. role we'll talk about those later just kidding uh <laughs> matt damon Christ. one of the best performances of his career emily blunt awesome robert downey jr incredible david Crumholtz, are yes. you kidding me yes i did not know he was in this movie and i saw him early in the movie famously he's in it I and love i was the like crumb boy. Ooh, a little Crumholtz. Mm-hmm. i love me some Crumholtz. same and Oh, man. I, I was getting progressively emotional over the course of this movie. I was like, this is a great movie that everyone's going to love. And David Crumholtz
1: is a huge and excellent part of it. He really was. He was so good. Kenneth uh, Branagh. Kenneth Branagh. Uh, got, a shout out, got to shout out the guy, uh, Sean Avery. Sean, Sean, Sean Avery, Avery is in the movie. He's in Christopher uns-
0: Nolan movies for uh, some reason. Unbelievable. Uh, and then hockey got- fans don't like that. Whenever he's in a movie, people are like, I gasped. Hey, Christopher Nolan, stop putting him in your movies. I gasped. I'm like,
1: Christopher Nolan does two things. He covers faces, and he puts Sean Avery in movies. I got to point out Josh Peck. Oh. Josh Peck is the, uh, no spoilers, but he's the, the, we made a movie about the making of the atomic bomb, and Josh Peck pushed the button. It's unbelievable. Not the Josh I thought you'd mention. Josh Hartnett, terrific. We're in the Josh Hartnett, Josh we're in the Josh Hartnett heart-a-sons? Renaissance. We're in a we're in a the Josh Renaissance. Because he uh, he did Black Mirror and was unbelievable in Black Mirror. Mm. Uh, so Josh Hartnett making a comeback.
0: Rami Malek. It puts such a smile on my face to see this guy about whom we don't know too much. famously told Rachel Bilson to take a photo of him down. But whatever, we all feel the things that we feel for whatever reason. I very uh, we'll talk about it in the full episode of this. I am so Team Remy Malik there. Anyway, this is a guy who has gone from beloved to maybe overused to overrated, mm-hmm. and there's so much said and thought about him. I just like to see a guy who I'm pretty sure is a pretty good actor Mm -hmm. do a great job in a nice little role. And he had a little role and was great. Uh, Casey Affleck had a little role and is one of like maybe three people in this movie that didn't move the needle for me. But whatever. Thought it was cool. You got another great actor in there. I will say
1: the, uh, I like what they did with uh, Casey Affleck hearing his voice on screen before seeing him on Mm. screen, because I had like, I didn't realize that I had this with Casey Affleck, but like as soon as you hear hear his voice, you're like, oh shit, that's Casey Affleck. He's just got one of those voices. He's got he's the Louis Prima of his generation. That's
0: right. You hear it, you know it. And also, and I know that it can be argued that these roles were not particularly difficult. Would love to shout out Jason Clark and Tony, Tony Goldwyn because yes, they were sitting at a desk asking questions, but they very much nailed the
1: these motherfuckers
0: uh, role of the movie i
1: mean tony Goldwyn sitting at the head of a table is like the role that he was born to play
0: yes suit i'm asking the questions yes, here yeah. oh yeah well then how come this is going off jason clark around what was
1: he 10 o'clock right on the clock yeah nine not nine 10 o'clock probably, right probably yeah. around 10 10, 10 30 jason clark is well, just it, your classic because he actor. moves he he uh he pulls up the chair, and Mm. slides up. So he does slide from 10 o'clock to 9 o'clock.
0: Benny Safdie, I know, is getting a lot of acclaim for this. I thought that he was also just kind of fine, not amazing, but I know that he's trying to get into more acting, so go off, King. The only character in this that was distracting, I think you're going to know where I'm going with this, is Albert Einstein. (laughs) Uh, Something about Albert Einstein, his look, his voice, his vibe, the whole nine, you have got to, I think, just do the... Air thing. I, thought that, that's what they were, I thought that
1: that's what they were going to do. They like just showed him like from the window. Show from a him distance. from behind.
0: Let us see a little bit of the hair. He had like
1: sixty lines in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> he had a lot of lines. Uh, I, I, we'll talk about it in the regular review. But like that's not the most distracting part about the Al- Albert Einstein's presence. For me, just because, like, I didn't think that Albert Einstein was alive when anybody else was alive,
0: so that's an important thing that they were able to place names and faces. I know that there was a hustle and bustle in my theater when they were like, Germany's trying to develop one of these things, too. We got to make sure. Heisenberg doesn't do it first, then people were like, ooh, that is where we got the name. He says it in what, season one when he does it? Uh, positives and negatives of this film. I thought that, as you said, pacing incredible, one of the all-time great casts. Score outstanding. You could not take your eyes off this film.
1: I mean, I I'll go a step further. It's one of the all-time great movies. Yeah. I think that it's just like up there with the best of the best. It is just like pretty much a masterpiece.
0: I do feel bad. We did not, I don't think we spent much time on Florence Pugh. She was great in this movie people will talk about her she was naked for, quite a bit uh, she was just naked the entire movie but you know what we're all naked a lot of our lives famously uh <laughs> negatives of this movie
1: i really only have should have pulled an air with albert einstein i mean i don't even really consider it i didn't consider him that distracting like i wouldn't consider it a negative i don't have any real complaints about this movie
0: all right stamp it on letterbox how many are you throwing down
1: five big old five
0: wow so 10 it is from both of us because I, too, am giving it a 10. <laughs> Five. Fuck. <laughs> Those are reviews and we're back. And now th- this shot is blowing my mind if you're watching or listening or watching or looking at it. Because now there's three humans.
1: Yes. Well, it's the first time that we've done this and, it lo- and it's looked uh, okay. Kind of we- presentable because we-, we took more
0: than one minute to figure it out.
1: Yeah. We did it with Adam Jones and we just like stuck him in the corner with like a shitty mic.
0: It's Ellen. Hey, Ellen. Say it. Say the line, dummy. Say New Hampshire. <laughs> no.
1: Do For somebody who
0: speaks into a mic for a living, just not doing that. New Hey, hey everybody, are we going to what is it, New
2: Hampshire? New Hampshire. Uh,
0: I, I'm such an asshole for making you do that. <laughs> um, want to get a third voice on this to discuss just the mania of all of it. And you also saw us breaking down these films. Not to put you on the spot, but is there anything out of the gate where you were like, uh, dumb, Pete?
2: No. A pete specifically
0: no of us yeah either one but we know
1: that it's dj you liked barbie you both like barbie more than i liked barbie i thought you were gonna say more than Oppenheimer. i like Bar- she, she I put out the, barbie. Ta- the take that she liked barbie more than oppenheimer that's a take that's
2: a take. i know it's a take
0: but and i thought i was telling you before i thought that you would like oppenheimer because you're an american history buff
2: i am so but-
0: I, how how are you not Just, like, slurping that up. Uh, Sloppenheimer. No, truly, how are you not... uh, (laughs) Check this out. How are you not on your Florence Pugh shit riding for Oppenheimer?
1: Ew. (laughs) Oh, no. (laughs)
0: Jesus. Lot of... uh, Lot of... (laughs) Lot of girl on... uh, (laughs) On Oppenheimer. Yeah,
2: he was a womanizer.
0: Quite famously. They did a good job of portraying that by... Often having uh, someone who is not his wife. Yes. Uh, I
1: did like they snuck one in at like The Wire where like after the hearing or whatever, they were like, did you fuck her? And he was like, yeah. Oh, yeah. He was like, like, oh, yeah, 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 for sure. Totally, bro. (laughs)
0: Um, Yeah. So but I I thought that you would be more into Oppenheimer than you were.
2: I thought... I was disappointed because I thought I was going to come out of that movie like a changed woman. Like, they made it seem, like, all the critics made it seem like this is going to, like, affect you deeply. Don't see Barbie first. Like, you're going to... I thought I was going to be leaving the theater crying. Like, I thought it was going to be more about Japan and, like, about the effects of the atomic bomb on the people and i guess i was
0: just disappointed yeah i mean it it rocked me overall just because it was a literally magnificent movie but i know i didn't have any of the questions going into it like truly for as much hype as there were for both these films and we discussed this on the podcast pete i went in like as blank slate as i have for movies maybe ever like i didn't know shit about anything i like Famously, would goof around with Barbies and stuff when I was a kid. I knew what Barbies were. I knew who all the people were, but I did not have the J. Robert uh, Oppenheimer biography memorized. I was for sure informed a lot in there, but I know that people went into it, or people, a lot of people didn't want to see Oppenheimer because they were like, "I don't want some spin on why he was a good guy," or "I don't want this to be some like jingoism or whatever, or some stuff that's propping up the military." And I said to some people after that who had that concern, I was like, oh, this doesn't make anybody look good.
1: No. Don't worry. Yeah, no, no, no. And like, and I, I I, don't think that – like, I did see the trailers for Oppenheimer, but I never got the sense that this was going to be like a let's get this guy off the hook kind of movie. And, like, I didn't come away feeling that. And I and I get what, what Ellen was saying, that, like, there were reviews saying, that like, you're not going to be able to speak after seeing Oppenheimer. And I think that was a little bit overblown. But going in blind made me feel like like I kind of – it enhanced the experience for me. And I wanted to go in blind, and I did for kind of both movies. I didn't know what Barbie really was going to be, and I definitely didn't know what Oppenheimer was going to be. Barbie was – I thought
0: um, – I, I liked Barbie. I need to say that I liked Barbie, and it was bad. Uh, it that, wasn't that, bad. That's just how I feel on it. Yeah, that, do, that,
1: like, that, you would think that it was bad
0: – I thought that it was not very good, but I'll pick a side and I'll say, if I have to say, is this a good movie or is this a bad movie? I'd say, yeah, it's a bad movie. It tried a bunch of things. And again, I always respect trying as many things as you can. And it did like one or two of them well. If it had leaned into those, it would have maybe not uh, checked as many of the boxes as it wanted, but that's fine because I don't think it checked a lot of those boxes well anyway. So if they had just leaned into... Ken suddenly has confidence, and Barbie's like, oh, no, you fucking don't. Hell, yeah. That would have been very funny because all those scenes were funny. Mm. Good,
2: Isn't that kind of the point of the movie, though? Like, you get the women who are in charge, and it's their world. Then we come to the real world, and men are in charge. And then we go back to Barbie world, and then men are in charge.
0: Yeah. I don't know how else you accomplish it without – so, like, the easy way is to – loop in the America Ferrera character and her daughter and all that and i just was just wondering could there be have been like a pen pal situation or some other way of having that represented without giving so much screen time to the interactions between mother and daughter because i'll tell you like, if i want mother daughter interactions i'm watching a better greta gerwig movie
1: lady yeah. bird yeah but i mean like i think you you definitely needed like the human connection at some point and i think that like the mother daughter thing was kind of a commentary on barbie's no longer being as relevant now as they as they used to be oh i got and- i got a lot of the
0: comment commentary stuff and i'll say this the like well, if you're a feminist, you should like this movie sort of thing. Sounds to me like, oh, if you're a Queen fan, you should like Bohemian Rhapsody. Yeah, that's not no true. No one likes yeah. Queen more than I do. Same. No one hates mm-hmm. Bohemian Rhapsody more than yeah. I do. And again, as I said in the review, I wanted the feminism to have a little more teeth to it. And I wanted them to really fuck up some of those kinds I mean, I,
1: I get what you're saying. But I also like, I, I think that it's, I mean, the, the, the discourse around Barbie would be fucking unbearable if they had done like the more teeth to the feminism thing like Ben Shapiro would actually have ammunition to go off on it rather than just being like they said patriarchy a bunch so like I'm, I'm glad that the discourse is kind of limited because of how in offensive it is but I thought that it took a very dumb premise and turned it into a very fun movie that did pretty well with the a dumb premise that's a great
0: point because if this truly were like a great movie the conversation around it would like i would have to move to like i don't even, like japan or so, like someplace where mm-hmm. they're not showing this movie as much because it, the discourse would be horrible
2: they're not showing it in vietnam at all it's banned
0: what yeah. Why's that?
2: okay there's some history to this that i don't understand but there's a map you know when the barbie the weird barbie barbie pulls down the map mm-hmm. yes There's like a dash over, this is really ignorant of me, some You're on brunch. (laughs) Yeah, go ahead. In Vietnam Mm -hmm. that shows like China's control of Vietnam. Okay. And that's really bad.
0: Oh. That's
2: all I got. But it's banned in Vietnam.
0: Okay, interesting. Okay. Uh, So, I didn't know this would be banned anywhere. Because, I mean, just as an American, it strikes you as like a pretty typical watered down kind of like it's a bunch of white people doing a bunch of white people stuff so i i am not surprised that ben shapiro would still find a way to take issue with it but well, i mean, like, dude went, this was went, fucking he went nothing, to the movie man. to find issue
1: with it that's like that's the lamest shit iconic the photo though yeah, <laughs> him standing with the pen and the pad
0: being like i didn't like it <laughs> And I've got the proof right here. And you just probably wrote "woke" and then underlined it six hundred times. We
1: didn't actually get to this in the review. Like how? Like on a scale of like one to woke, how woke was this movie? So,
0: because I always came
1: away from it being like that was pretty woke. I always make a face at the word
0: "woke" now because Because it doesn't mean anything. (laughs) It just doesn't. It's. uh, I was talking to Feilberg about this, and it's like step phase one. Black people introduce this word as a means of uh, giving a heads up to get what's yours, like and stay vigilant. watch out and yeah. stay vigilant. Step two: Uh white, dumb white people start using the word to insist that they're not racist. Phase three: other dumb white people start using the word to insist they are racist, <laughs> and yeah. now like here we are, yeah. and the word just doesn't fucking mean anything. So when someone's was like. And Shapiro was like, this is the most woke thing I've ever seen. It was like, like, the black people in the movie did not get many lines, I don't think. So I don't know what wokeness you're seeing from it, other than that it was trying to have any sort of message. Like, it was very heavy-handed in maybe, like, a lot of white feminism. But I think, as I said in the review, I think that's just because they were like, we're trying to get this message through to as many people as possible. So we're going to be really, really it obvious also, about it, it. also
1: played both sides, I felt like. Or yeah. it, it did have, like, commentary on men. like And, like, not, like, overly negative. Wasn't it, like, yeah, that... it
2: just, like, a commentary on gender in general? Yeah, pretty much, mm-hmm. yeah. And because at <laughs> yeah. the end, it's, like, Barbie apologizes to Ken for being, like, too heavy-handed and, like, mm-hmm. all about women.
0: Yeah, yeah and right, I, yeah. <laughs> so part of my issue as I was watching it was, like... They keep opening more boxes and a lot of the boxes have boxes inside of them. So if you like if you're gonna keep doing this thing and keep adding on new things, I don't know how this movie is going to end because you're just gonna have a big mess of shit lying around. And one of them was, uh I was like, Well, if you do this, now there's gonna have to be some confronting of how shit, I didn't I, I, I wasn't fair to you, Ken. And they had that. And they only spent a second on it, which was all I needed. Yeah. Because I was like, just don't keep opening up more things, which is what they did. You're right. They did
1: open a lot of boxes and like, you know, it it was, it was spread out and maybe it was spread a little bit too thin because it didn't do like any of them amazingly. Mm -hmm. But like, I also didn't feel like they neglected a lot of the boxes. Like they, they opened them and they addressed them and maybe they opened too many, but like. They didn't They didn't open them and then, like, abandon them.
0: They're called vaginas, Pete. Get uh, in the
1: box, you Jezebel.
0: Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I want to ask you guys about the concession situation at your movies. Oh. Because you went to both in the same mm, day. Oh. Would love to share our story on I, this. I uh, never, or I try not to. You know this about me. Everybody does. I try to not use the AMC A-list priority line because I'm a man of the people And if you have AMCA list, there's a line just for you where you get to cut everybody. Mm -hmm. And I don't like to use that. I had to use it for both of these movies, and I actually felt pretty cool as I was doing it. Might continue using it. But the lines for concessions for each of these movies are possibly the two longest lines I've ever seen for concessions. Yeah,
2: I don't do concession lines. I bring a big purse full of snacks. Mm.
1: So brought a lot of snacks, and we did the cool move of visiting a, um, not a brewery, but like Common Craft. It's like a big, uh, I don't know, whatever, um, hall with breweries and stuff like that. We got it's like a, a food court for beer. We got a to-go, to-go cans for Oppenheimer and snuck in some some uh, hard ciders? Hard ciders. Hard ciders for, for Oppenheimer. That's a great yeah. move. I was wondering when you said you snuck stuff in. I think the coolest
0: part about uh, sneaking stuff in is when you're in the theater and you hear somebody open a can.
1: Ooh, we and have a the story were, about that because you're like, they
0: don't have fucking cans here. Yeah. Somebody snuck that
2: in. Yeah, he, I, uh, was, he I, was smart. He did it when it was like loud. Yeah. I, oh yeah. The,
1: yeah. I did. Uh, I waited for the bomb to go off in Oppenheimer, and then I know. I, it, it was like it was like the like the Just silent open cans for thirty <laughs> seconds. Yeah. No, it was like a big uh, before Nicole Kidman comes on screen. There's like a big loud part, and I cracked it during that part. And Ellen was like, ah, I should have done that. Yeah. I was like rookie yeah, move. Yeah, that was a rookie move. By Pe- me. People went fucking crazy
0: for Kidman at the Barbie screening. I,
1: I love that it. it's becoming like a uh, a like a thing. Yeah, like I mean, people, it's become the Pledge of Allegiance. Yeah, basically, there's that guy uh, at the Barbie screening, uh, the famous video where he was wearing a pink fedora, dressed mm-hmm. in all pink, and he literally stood up and like pledged allegiance to Nicole Kidman and was doing uh, reciting it word for word as she was going, and people gave him a standing ovation afterwards. It was the best.
0: I was discussing this with a friend of the podcast and IRL friend of me, Colton Bradford. I think that what makes the Kidman thing work so much is that they haven't fucking touched it. Mm -hmm. It went from like for the maybe year one it was like well this is kind of stupid that's yeah, weird right. you wouldn't even talk about it no but like, yeah you were then you were still going you're like man they're still showing that and then you'd start to see like oh this has like actual fans and maybe there's message boards where people talk about it and then it's okay people have it memorized
1: it became and now, a meme like yeah. it became a natural meme they weren't going for it but it became a natural meme but
0: what's let it, it, it thrive is that they haven't refreshed it they haven't
1: updated it they did it film a still, new one but they haven't they haven't unveiled it yet. It's, Still
0: has Jurassic World. Yeah. That's the movie she's going to see. Yeah. Uh, And then she's watching one of, like, maybe Creed or Creed 1 or Creed Creed 2, something like that. I don't change it. Just keep it going. It's becoming an American institution. Famously, Nicole Kidman is American.
1: I kind of like, yeah. And (laughs) and I kind of like that they're, like, not the best movies. Like, Jurassic World is Mm. the one that they chose after, like, everybody was like, yeah, this movie kind of sucks. And they still kept that in.
0: Yeah. It's like, we come here to do all this shit. Because Jurassic World, am I right? Uh, I'd ask this. I, I mentioned earlier that I thought that this movie was Greta Gerwig's reputation, where they were like, where she, she was like, "You're giving me a Barbie movie." Okay, I'm going to try as many things as I can. I'm going to take some swings. Not all of them connected, but my respect for Greta Gerwig with Barbie went even higher than it already was. Uh, Colton said, "Ooh, interesting take." I think that this is her lover because it came out to a bunch of fanfare, but it also like has me on it and like kind of sucks. What, which uh, Taylor Swift album is Barbie? I mean,
1: I I think, I think that I'm more in agreement with Colton that it's lover because it, it, I mean, his explanation is pretty good, but also like, I just think that reputation is a, better movie than people give it credit for or a better yeah, album than people give it credit for. And I don't think that Barbie will ultimately be a better movie than people give it credit for. I think that if anything, people will say that it's better than it is. And like, that's coming from me who's saying like, you're being too harsh on it. I think that like Barbie is a pretty good movie that people are going to say is very good. Yeah,
0: I think that over time though, I think people are going to be like, yeah, Barbie was kind of stupid.
1: Okay. <laughs>
2: I really liked it. Right, really? no, and I, I think really that's yeah.
1: yeah, and I like I really I liked it too. Yeah. I liked it too. Like I, I think that it was a it was one of those movies where I say I would say like I really liked it, but it wasn't a very good movie.
0: That's so that that's what I said off the top of this where yeah. like, I liked it and just did, but I like so many things that I, uh, I what's the uh, Ed Sheeran Justin Bieber joint uh, Love Yourself.
1: Yeah, well, I mean that's just Bieber, but Yeah, Bieber Sheeran wrote by it. G-
0: like I like that song. What are you gonna act like that's a fucking great song? It's a really good song. Like,
2: what are you saying? It's like not a great movie because it wasn't like cinematically like beautiful the way Oppenheimer was, or well, it I mean, was... like it was
1: beautiful. It was a great looking movie, but like yeah, like it was it, very like, structurally sloppy. structurally it wasn't yeah. the best movie. It was very very sloppy, but like it was a great time, but it things, wasn't structurally. The things
0: like... that the the parts that I thought were good, and I of which there were like five or six, I thought were really really good, and there were points of the movie particularly with the America Ferrera stuff. And she was fine in this movie. It's not her fault. I was like, this section of this movie is a terrible movie. Like, like if this doesn't... If this isn't going to go back to Ken and Brusky Beers and President Barbie... And by the way, stop f- the, the Dua Lipa. Get her out of that fucking movie, man. I, mean, I She didn't bother me. The Dua Lipa John Cena stuff was like just so. They spent three seconds on that.
2: like
0: they spent three seconds
2: on it. Wigs. Get, uh, out of what? bad wigs.
1: I mean, but like intentionally right, it, it bad. Just, like the John Cena stuff made me laugh. When he <laughs> popped up, it was <laughs> very funny. It was I, like I, what I, the I'm fuck. <laughs>
2: Get it out of I here. I thought it was
1: funny. Um, uh, are you
0: a Swifty enough to uh, no. have a thought on? All right, so she thinks it's fearless.
1: no, but like it was a fearless movie. But like I say, it's very good. But I would be like I would or not very good. I'd say pretty good. But like it's not a movie that you expect if it ends up in the like the best picture conversation. It's a bad year for movies. It is by far the worst Greta Gerwig movie. I which... don't think that that's the case. Like, really? Yeah. So you like, think that like. You think that it's... It's a B-grade movie. Like, I think that, like... C-minus No, me. it's, like, a B-grade for me. And so, like, Lil Women, I really liked, but that's, like, low A, high B. So I wouldn't say, like, by far it's the worst. Um, I would say it's probably the worst. Um, But, like, t- my big question... I don't know if you have anything that, like, you really want to get to, but, well, like... Well, I just
0: want to say uh, I did check the... Uh, Barbie thing with a friend of the podcast and IRL friend and uh, top 10 to 20 person in my estimation, Nora Princiati, Uh, the Taylor Swift thing. She hadn't seen Barbie, but I told her both of the arguments and she pushed back on some of the lover comps because she was like, people actually don't think that lover is that great. Uh, No, but she said that maybe it's specifically you need to calm down Fun, over the top, pink and neon, politically muddled, heavy handed on the cameos. And I was like, you know That's what? That's a good point. As she somebody
2: hasn't even seen the movie. as somebody yeah. who
0: happened to see, I was at a friend's house yesterday, and they just had like a music video channel on, and they You Need to Calm Down video came on. So I actually did just see this video in the last 24 hours. I think that that nails it. Yeah, I, that it's. I mean, a, like
1: the aesthetic of Lover too lines up with Barbie, <laughs> pretty, right? Pretty pretty heavily.
0: Uh, the, how well do Lover and Reputation work for the one ticket for Oppenheimer, yeah. one ticket for that's Barbie? That's
1: Meme, yeah. So that's a meme we won't make. Do you think that like I, I guess this is, I'll ask you because you're not a movie person. Like, how excited were you for Barbie Oppenheimer Day, and like? Do you think that this, like, changes your view on, like, going to the movies?
2: Hmm. No, it doesn't change my view on going to the movies. Okay. I'm not a movie person. I thought it was fun that Barbie, like, everyone was dressed in pink, and it was, like, a fun, like, let's all experience this fun movie together type of feel. Yeah. But I'll always choose seeing a movie at my house. Okay. <laughs> like, no, so, yeah, that's <laughs> crazy.
1: Like, wait, So, like, if, if this, if there's something that aligns with this next summer. Will you be like? I gotta go to it.
2: I'll go to it because I feel like it's in like the zeitgeist, and I want to be a part of something.
1: It, so that's. I think that that changes. Like, so I think that this is going to have an impact on like movie going moving forward because movies, famously, movie theaters, famously, been struggling. People not going to the movies. I think a lot of people are going to see this, uh, who wouldn't otherwise go to the movie theater or go out of their way to go to the movie theater because they have FOMO and mm-hmm. like they they want to participate in the like the discussion and i think that the is that studios moving forward are going to try to line up like their big blockbusters to have it be like an event maybe paired with something else whether maybe it's stuff from the same studio or whatever i think that like studios are going to try to find a way to create events oh yeah during the summer league yeah
2: do you think Like, Barbie was an event because of the marketing and the pink and the costumes and the, you know, the girls all, like, flocking to the movie. Women. The the women. You're correct.
1: A lot of guys wore pink, too. It's very sexist of you.
2: Okay. Mm. All the people wearing pink and dressed as Ken and dressed as Barbie. Do you think that helped Oppenheimer? No. both. Uh, No, uh, no. Oppenheimer didn't need the help.
0: This was... So, I said this on another podcast. This was backstreet boys and in sync where it's like ooh, backstreet boys put out an album three months after in sync i wonder what's going to happen i'll tell you what's going to happen you are going to buy both of these in your time mm-hmm. because you want to participate in as you said the zeitgeist the competition yeah. the all of, you want to have here's what my favorite is i'm this team and like you can't really do it if you're not participating in it fully so i think that all of the costumes for, I mean, I don't think like dudes were showing up to Oppenheimer wearing this. This is just like my normal costume. I was wearing
1: all black intentionally.
0: Love that. Were you really?
1: Yeah. I oh. told you that I was doing that. I thought that Because you she wore a pink dress. And, yeah. No, you, you wore a pink dress and I was like, I'm going to wear all black for Oppenheimer.
0: I think that when I... So I'd already seen Barbie by the time I went to see Oppenheimer and there were a bunch of Barbie heads there, clearly, like when I was getting concessions. Yeah. And my only thought was, how fun. Yeah, this is cool. Like yeah, super cool. So yeah. fun. Yeah. So like... If, if I hadn't seen Barbie yet, I would have been like, I can't wait to see Barbie because of this. All and right. they were probably looking at me in my cool th- threads, whatever I happen to be wearing, and they were like, this guy's got a little je ne sais quoi about him. What movie's he going into? Uh, uh, Sound Heimer. of Freedom. Uh, nice. Oppenheimer. I'm going to go to see that. And
1: do you, what, what movie do you think ultimately has helped more? By the uh, by, the hoopla Barbie. Barbie. Yeah, I think so too. If
0: you see Oppenheimer, you're going to do both,
1: and I think that there are people that for sure are just going to see Barbie. Yeah. So would you? So wouldn't you say that like Oppenheimer was helped more? Because like you said that. No, I think that a lot people of people are just going to see Barbie.
0: I think that if you were planning on going to just see Oppenheimer, you go and you see all the 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 fits and everything. You're like, fuck, I'm going to do both of these because I think that a movie person. Is more likely to want to see Oppenheimer. Yes, I think that a breathing person (laughs) is more likely to want to see Barbie. So a movie person will do both, and a breathing person will just do Barbie.
1: Okay.
2: Yeah. So I think more people are going to see Barbie. Yeah. Okay. But I don't
0: think that they're that once they're there, they're seeing saying, what fuckers are seeing another movie like if i were to do a poll or like a man on the street thing which i'd never do if re- retired uh is of like hey what are you here to see or whatever i don't think a lot of people in pink are like both i think they're like barbie and let me know if that other shit is scary because <laughs> maybe i'll think about
2: it yeah
1: yeah i mean like i definitely think people are going to see barbie more because it has like more of like a cultural hold yeah. on on things. But I, I I also think that, like, Oppenheimer was going to do well regardless. I think that more people are gonna hop on the Barbie train because they're there, mm. I guess, is, is my, my read on it.
0: You said you're not going to see Oppenheimer again for a long time. I am going to be on the lookout for light theaters early-ish in the day, which, famously, movies movie theaters aren't open uh, early much anymore, but they have been doing it for these two movies. So hopefully in a couple of weeks, there's like a Tuesday at 10 a.m. and I can go knock off a Barbie or an Oppenheimer. I'm going to go back and
1: see both of these movies again. Okay. I
2: would like to see Oppenheimer again. Wow. Okay. I
0: like
1: that. I was yeah. surprised, but um, so I like that. Pete said he's
0: not going to see Oppenheimer again, so we'll do Oppenheimer. <laughs> we'll
1: go together. I I, right. Somebody
0: <laughs> said yesterday they were like – uh I saw Pete tweet about uh, seeing Oppenheimer. Why aren't you with him? And I was like, we don't go to the movies with each. other. I was like, no, we've we seen like yeah. ten movies t- together total. I was like, I don't go to the movies with anybody. But I'd go to the movies with you. Thank
2: you.
1: I uh, go to the movies to make sure that you guys don't go together. Why? <laughs> yeah. I mean, if either of us, it's weird. No, it's not. No, it's not. We- it's not that weird. But like, it's it's like I don't. I- I'll go if you guys are going. Like, no, don't leave you're me out. Invited. Fuck off.
0: <laughs> well. Well, I mean, we could do you ever extend an invitation because you know the person's gonna say no and you're being nice yes. and then they're like, Oh, I might be able to and you're, and you're like Shit. you might <laughs> be able to
2: Is that what you're doing right now?
1: No. Yeah. No, sincerely. Okay. I'd go to see a movie with you. Um I, I guess like uh, I don't know, like how mad do you think uh Tom Cruise is that like the discussion isn't around him saving cinema and now it's around Barbenheimer saving. I'll movie tell you thers?
0: what, the Tom Cruise saving cinema discussion was getting to a bad place it was. anyway yeah. so uh to answer your question of how mad is tom cruise my answer is uh i'm very happy yeah <laughs> like,
1: like i i do think that it like it it became quite annoying that like to an extent like he he does make it his mission yeah to like no like i want to preserve theaters and i i appreciate that about him but like we don't have to act like he's like single handedly keeping movies alive.
0: Yeah, a lot. Of just a lot of the. What about this? What about this? What about this person? And my, uh, barstool person uh, Kelly Keegs had a like a take about. Uh, well, Nicole Kidman is the one that uh, everyone's uh, mm. going nuts for and everything, mm. and that was like the first time in this conversation where I was like. That's kind of an interesting take. Yeah, maybe, right? maybe, yeah. maybe like he is a who, the who right thought. now but is. But even then all the replies to it were like, Oh, how dare you?
1: They already bought a movie ticket if they're seeing Nicole Kidman blah, blah, blah. That's I true. was
0: like, no, I actually kind of don't uh, hate the
1: looping. Well, I, I guess this. like the, the discussion was like who is the face of movie theaters right now? Is it Tom Cruise or is it Nicole Kidman? Nicole I think it's Kidman. me. I think it's me.
0: I think it's the everyman <laughs> who is going at uh like three PM on a Wednesday. I think that we're the, the ones putting in the... the yeah, the we're, in the, we're in the shadows.
1: You think it's Nicole Kidman who's the face of movie theaters I right now?
2: Tom Cruise.
1: Yeah, I know, but like... Oh my God, he would kidnap you so much for saying that.
2: I hate him so much.
1: Man, I mean, he's... he's he makes such good movies.
0: not oh, the best. Very made, good at his job. He makes such good movies. Not the best. Fuck, there was one more thing that I wanted to say. Oh, this is independent of movies, but this is an argument that I got in with friends. Uh, at any point in your life, For a full day, and I'll say that this excludes childbirth, although childbirth is a beautiful thing. At any point in your life, do you think there has been a full day where you were more attractive than Mariah Carey? (laughs) Think about it. Give your best
1: answer. Really lean into it. Like that you are more attractive than Mariah Carey? For
0: one day, so there was a day on, let's say On this earth. On this earth, where Pete Blackburn... For twenty-four hours was more attractive than like Mariah at the Curry. same time, right the same not like at her. So peak, it's not yeah. like it's not like uh, like two thousand thirteen Pete Blackburn against nineteen ninety six Mariah yeah. Carey. It's
1: twenty thirteen against twenty thirteen. Yes,
2: yes, I agree too. So about think, me? No, about me. Do you
1: think that I've been more attractive <laughs> than Mariah Carey?
2: Mariah Carey has had some bad days.
0: I she think had to for have, yeah.
1: all three of us. The answer is obviously yes.
2: Yes. And yeah. I
0: said it in a room full of people to nobody would admit or say. And I was like, maybe I just – maybe I, I've just got like a, a, a bummed out crowd right now. But I think that, I all, think that we're the- all so beautiful, and Mariah Carey included, that I think that there, there has been a day. I don't know when it was, but where I look real good today
1: <laughs> and Mariah Carey was just off. I mean, like, I I think the more interesting way to frame that question is, like, who on this earth at their worst day is still better than you at your best day? Attractiveness. Like, I think, like, Margot Robbie on her worst day is. So
0: Beyonce and Jennifer Lopez were the two that came to mind. Because, like, there has never been a day with either of those two humans. And I'm saying this with clearly, obviously, all the love in my heart for Mariah Carey. Like the reason we use Mariah Carey or I use Mariah Carey as an example is because she's so fucking hot that like, it was there ever was been th-
1: like, I don't, I'm not, ne- i i have never, I've never been like Mariah Carey is the hottest person on the planet.
0: So the touch my body music video was on and it sparked this conversation. Cause we were like, she was up there age wise at that point. Or not up there. I don't know. She was maybe like forty or something like that. But like she was thirty two, a modern miracle. So, but just so standing amongst like other mortal people I've a never, million times I've, of
1: I've never, I've never like seen Mariah Carey in in that light. But, but like, I'm, she's I'm gonna like
0: pass you along some literature. Okay. <laughs> she, oh my God, Mariah Carey is just. Hot as the day is long.
1: Yeah, I mean, like Margot Robbie is like that's why the mid conversation was so ridiculous because Margot Robbie's just like, like they used a picture of her without makeup and like it wasn't her best Tell picture you what, though, and she was still extremely hot. I like, talked 10 about out of 10. this with
0: feidelberg and he agreed he did the same thing. I was like, you know what's really sad? During this movie, I did do a little check. I was like, let me pay attention to Margot Robbie for a second. She's hot, right? yeah yeah she saw it but I felt so fucking stupid that I was like did maybe Is that idiot it- have something <laughs> like, I, like I gave that fucking idiot the time of day <laughs> no like the, the, was mo- like, the mm-hmm. movie had to
1: break the fourth wall to address how hot she is yeah i did like that, that i like i
0: love that i liked the narration in this movie i liked i mean the, the end of barbie was fucking weird i guess like
1: yeah but like i also kind oh,
2: of I appreciated scene it was like the best scene in the whole movie well like
0: the the walk-off line i thought yeah. rocked okay that but that was another one of the, that like that level that joke Typically, the movie was never going much higher above that,
1: which was like, that's like a B joke. couple criticisms uh, that I'd like to add on to uh, the Barbie discussion that we had earlier. Uh, one is that Helen Mirren never makes an appearance on screen. Would have loved. They John
0: Ham would it.
1: I know, but I, I would have loved to see Helen Mirren. Love her. Mm-hmm. Uh, and also... They'd rape rape but no Danny DeVito. Imagine Danny DeVito with the with the fellas in Barbie Land. I don't know how you squeeze him in, but Yo, that would have been
0: incredible. Fuck. Who? All right, let's do a draft right now. Or who is your dream pick for a Barbie or a Ken who wasn't in the movie? I'll start going first. Uh, number one. Uh, Danny DeVito. Oh my <laughs> yeah, God. Right? Yeah. If Danny DeVito were one of the <laughs> like Kens. The best Ken. yeah. Oh, that would have rocked. If they were like, hey, Ken, oh, I do beach better than you. I'm hotter than you. Anybody got some lasagna? Like, that would have rocked.
1: <laughs> Somebody get my back. Yeah. <laughs> With, like sunscreen. Like, unbelievable. We could have made a better Barbie movie, clearly.
2: I'll also say. Well, like, typical man. Yeah, I know. I would that's have right.
0: picked. <laughs> I would
1: have picked. Issa Rae
0: for Barbie, because they the, there was nowhere near enough Issa Rae. Do we, I feel like there was some bait and switch go, going on there.
1: I mean, she was she was so good in her like small parts that they should have given her more. It's
0: cause she rocks, and she's so I, uh, fucking beautiful. All you, the Barbies, by the way, out, not to be a, a horn dog on any of this, but all the Barbies and Ken's, such fucking beautiful people. They yes. were all so, they, they looked, like the fits were great. Best fit of the movie, by the way margot robbies stereotypical barbies i'm sorry uh like what blue
1: would it have even been it was like a darkish royal blue
0: with a white uh lapel
1: no you're talking about yeah i
0: sneaky actually i'm realizing i have a jacket like that so maybe i'm biased but it it looked fantastic
1: i don't know the uh the ryan gosling uh yeah the mojo jojo yeah the big fur coat that and also the uh I am Knuff sweatshirt. So That good. was awesome. That, that was. was awesome. pissed as
0: soon as he saw as soon as I saw it because I was like fuck That's I want everywhere. it but it's already it's in gonna a be million everywhere. shopping yeah, carts and, 100%. Yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah. Um do we think that Barbie gets a sequel? No. I think it's very possible.
2: That's like like elf getting it. Right, but th-
1: yeah, I was going to say then that next movie would have
0: to be elf because now she's a fucking real-ass person living in the big city. Yeah. I don't want that. That was the
1: worst part of this movie. I don't know if I want it, but I I'm not uh, I'm not saying that it's not going to happen. It's like
2: life size. Do you know that movie? You probably both don't know that movie. Mm-mm. Disney Channel Original, life Mm-mm. size with Tyra Banks. No. She's a Barbie that comes to life.
1: Okay. Is it Stolen Valor? What, is she an actual Barbie? Tyra Banks another person no, she's where not I'm a pretty Barbie sure none of us they have probably ever been couldn't than afford okay, to gotcha. like
2: be a Barbie, but like she was a Barbie.
1: Okay. All
0: right. uh, yeah, Tyra Banks another person that we've never been harder than. But like there was like a good day in like the 90s or something when like my eight year old. Cutie pie self was like better looking than John Hamm because John Hamm in the '90s looked like a goofy motherfucker. That's true. So we've all just believed in yourself. You you've been hot. Think of the, the hottest people you could think of, and like again, unless it's like Beyonce, or like we're or like Jennifer Lopez. Like get that shit out of your head. We're not touching them. <laughs> probably been hotter than a lot of these people.
2: Well, a lot of it is just money.
1: That is true. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. I mean, uh, by you, the way, last thing. If you've been rich for a long time, you've probably not been worst looking for for a while i'll say
0: this on the barbie sequel if it is done greta gerwig probably isn't doing it
1: probably not No. no she
0: picks her spots a lot so that would be a shame but that is what sparked all of this i mean this movie being made that mattel was more about ip than it was about product so it was like all right Make a movie about us. We're like, this is how we're going to make money going forward. But
2: is Mattel the next, like, genre? Is it the next, like, Marvel? Like, no. are we going to do other <laughs> no. toys? Yo,
1: give me a Mattel universe. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, by the
0: way, uh, Michael Sarah was fine. Yeah, Not he, was, he was
1: He was Michael fine. Sarah. Yeah. yeah, I had to check I liked that his was a character. Though. Yeah. And he was.
2: He was? A, a yeah. Good, a laugh that yeah, I got. Yeah, it was,
1: uh, they introduced him as Ken's friend, and it, like, didn't take off.
0: That's a laugh tough. that yeah. I got from it was, he was like... Uh, We'll be able to keep them out once we figure out how to build a wall. Yeah, yes, that, yes, that was so good. That was a great commentary on toys, man. <laughs> like I uh, it, it
1: do be like that. I um I did like that. Mattel was not overly protective of yeah. its property. Like it was, it was willing to make fun of itself.
0: That it did the boardroom thing. That was just yes. like a bunch of dudes, ninety mm-hmm. percent of whom were white. I, I do tip my cap at Mattel for letting yeah, Gerwig... Clearly, they let Gerwig do what she wanted.
1: And, like, was making fun of, like, the the terrible ideas that they had for Barbies. Like, that had been discontinued. Yeah. Like, the, the pregnant uh, uh, Hilda, or whatever it was. Midge. 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 Uh, they made fun of how weird that was. The boobs one, how weird that was. The TV screen in the back. Like, they made fun of a lot of dumb products that they had made in the past.
0: There was a boobs in Oppenheimer, famously.